stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 106, and I am JBK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. We're going to get curious and dissect yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. And today's BS story it goes something like, nobody listens to me. There's lots underneath that that we're going to get to. But if you're finding that some of the topics here on Breaking Up With RBS is useful to you and you'd like more connection and appreciation and flow and ease and compassion in your life, then subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be releasing extra content to subscribers and you don't want to miss out. So with that, JD, how are you and what are your initial thoughts about Nobody Listens to Me? I am doing well. Thanks for asking. I trust you are doing well as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Good. Um, (laughs) Nobody listens to me. Uh, Yeah. Well, yes, there's a lot underneath that. That's one of my first thoughts. And to start it off, nobody. That's nobody. That's like a big word, like never. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. those (laughs) are always... Uh, that's one of those big words. And I immediately zeroed in on that word, nobody, because that's, that's quite a mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. Well, most of, most often, lots of our BS stories do have a sweeping generalization <laughs> attached to them. <laughs> that is what makes it in part, uh, that's what in part makes it a BS story. So certainly we can get pretty exaggerated in our BS stories and, um, go work, work off of a feeling of, of confusion and, and sometimes feeling sort of divided, um, or disconnected in our relationships. So Mm -hmm. it can be, you know, quite, quite, quite easy to sweep those, uh, generalizations as part of the stories. So nobody, nobody. One thing I do want to say before we get going though, is before you are wondering, is this, are we talking about you? Um, First, I want to let a few of you off the hook here for a hot second. If you are looking around you and most of the folks that you are hoping would listen to you are big talkers, like they are extroverted, um, outgoing. They love to tell stories. They love to sort of lead the group. Then, um, and you tend to be more of a listener kind of person, you know, extroverts, introverts, things like that. Um, if you lean more towards that, then um, then you might be attracting people in your life. <laughs> that aren't going to necessarily be good listeners. So I want, kind of want to let you off the hook for a second. You want to look at this, right? Because we look, um, we end up being sort of like when we make um, relationships or start out relationships with people, we tend to be co- pretty complimentary. Mm-hmm. So a listener will definitely attract a speaker and a speaker will attract a listener. Two listeners together aren't going to bond real quickly. <laughs> right. And 
and two speakers sometimes together might not either, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So you get that feel. So I want you to look around and sort of at least have some perspective before we get going here, because that, like like JD said, there's a lot underneath this. Nobody listens to me. It can go quite a few different ways. It can, it can, because it and it, and I'm thinking as you're talking about all these things, which I think it's a great caveat because it this does depend on things like you know, are you a talker? Are you a listener? To what degree are you comfortable with uncomfortable conversations? Or, you know, to, to what degree are, are you curious and inquisitive and you voice it out loud? I mean, these are all different varying things. And then another variable is what's the state of one's emotions when they say nobody listens to me? Is it coming from a place of anger or sadness or resignation or frustration? I think what is underneath that, there's some commonalities, but sometimes there can be some different ingredients in that, underneath that. Mm-hmm. What, it, what, it, what it tells me, and I've, I've said that before in my life, you know, nobody listens to me. Uh, I was one of those people that was too busy talking, though, to <laughs> let anybody speak. So, or to let anybody know that, or for me to see that someone was listening to me. But what, tell, what it tells me at first is when someone goes with that, leads with that, there is significant, there's, there's deep feeling in it, right? Because if it didn't matter, if it, if it wasn't something that was important to feel listened to or to feel seen, if we want to put it that way, it wouldn't come up. I mean, I, I, when I've encountered that, you can tell there's pain under that. Uh, yes, because we um, don't teach listening. You know what I mean? Like we teach public speaking. <laughs> That's a good point. We we have a debate club, I think. <laughs> we don't have a listening club. <laughs> right? So most folks don't know how to listen very well. <laughs> that would be like the quietest club meeting in the history of club meetings. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad so thing. Amazing. That would be amazing. That would be it, a- would, it would be amazing. We would do a lot of reflection in a listening club. Right. Because you'd be able to reflect on what you heard. Right. How great would that be? This is what people are looking for, actually. You might have just struck. Right. You might have just hit on something here, Tawny. Go ahead. I I might have. I might have. I'm going to give this some thought. But anyways, (laughs) but but that's part of the thing is where I I think a lot of people don't really feel listened to, whether they have great suggestions and and ideas and they want to share them and they want to see people take note and and follow them. Or whether they, you know, have um, just say they just want to be seen and they want to be heard and they want to be understood and they want to be validated. I think we all sort of want that. And and we're also it's kind of a funny thing. We're also being taught that we should get that. But then there's no listening groups. Yeah. I'm finding that really funny right now, actually. That, I mean, you, you really struck me on that one. Um, that is true. I mean, and even in a debate club, you're, you're listening to respond. You're listening and taking apart what's being said so you can then turn around and respond with a counter argument. So it's really just about speaking, taking turns. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I've had clients when they're talking to me about, about their relationships, they and they just want to be heard and somebody is, you know, they're like, they, so they're speaking back to their way. They're only listening to respond or they're only listening to waiting for me to be done until they can talk again. 
know, that's, that is interesting. We don't have any listening clubs. <laughs> I, I think you are onto something here. I mean, I'm, and I'm glad we're claiming it right now on the air on this show because this is ours, everybody. <laughs> so we beat you to it. So it's, right, go ahead. But yeah, I think, you know, I think we've talked about this before on the show, sort of like we sort as we talk. Mm -hmm. If, if there's a listener, right? Because if, if I'm talking about a certain experience that I had, or I'm just trying to sort out a certain experience, or I'm just talking about it, right? And then the other person that I'm talking to talks about another experience that they had that may be relatable kind of because it's like a similar experience, but it has nothing to do with my experience really, then the sorting stops, mm -hmm. right? Because now we're off to something else. And this is how we typically talk to each other. We think, oh, in order to connect, I just need to tell another story about myself. <laughs> True. Right? This is what yeah. we typically do. Yeah. And, and so nobody's actually feels at any point that they, that the other person is really understanding or, or, or trying or, and so then there's no sorting that's happening. This is the telling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are, we are sort of taught that, aren't we, that we should be ping ponging our experiences back and forth and that somehow will help us process that out or connect. And, and what's interesting is, is when we think instead of, of that ping ponging saying, wow, asking questions that further the sorting, you know, or acknowledging, whoa, you know, or, or that sounds intense. How are you, how are you feeling with that? I mean, what, what was coming up for you? Were you excited? I mean, those types of things, that seems to be what people are really wanting when they're saying being listened to, a chance to sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's so funny about that is if, you know, as you were describing some of those questions, right, typically those questions are only done, those kinds of questions are only done in a particular therapeutic sort of environment. Yeah. Right. And then like, and then the response is like, well, don't therapize me or don't, you know, sort of don't, you know, because we're not used to those kinds of questions. And, and it always, it always was so strange to me that um, has having been a counselor for so long that um, that needle didn't move. Like I always wanted it to be that, yeah, people can start to learn how to communicate with each other in these same ways like we can all become better listeners and then I'm not needed. Mm. Right. Because, because people can do this for themselves. They don't have to go to and speak to somebody who's going to be a professional listener. Yeah. In essentially, not yeah. only, not only, but, but essentially right. it creates the space for the sorting to occur. Right. Yeah. And not have to do it in perpetuity, right? Like just have to have a person that you just see time and time and time and time again rather than moving towards being able to create those spaces and, you know, circles or whatever you want to call it, where within which that kind of listening can happen. And, and yeah, it's so funny you're mentioning that. I'm thinking back on all, we're told we're supposed to get that and then we hear about active listening and all these types of things. And I don't know, I wonder if even in our efforts to get closer to that, if sometimes we might be missing the point in overcomplicating the process. You know, whether it's, it's going with a story that we think is showing empathy 
rather than staying with the subject at hand and asking those questions, you know, or, and this, you know, sometimes sorting needs space. And a person, once they're sorting, the only thing they need is to know that they still have the room to sort. I know I've experienced that in my most connected relationships. Sometimes not a lot is getting said by the listener. Um, and then when it is, it's when, when there's the sense from that connected space that some important sorting has happened and you can step in and remind them that, wow, I appreciate you telling me that, or wow, I can, I'm really feeling sad hearing about that or feeling, wow, really excited for you. I can just, I can feel your energy. It feels great. That type of thing would seem to me to be <laughs> really what's on, really what's best on the menu rather than a lot of the things that we're told we need to really focus on study practice. I don't know. Does that make sense? It it does. I think I I think we overcomplicate a lot mm -hmm. um, because it makes it seem more important. We've talked about this before. I think that um, you know if we go back to the value we've placed over time on extrovertedness compared to introvertedness, how however you want to think about those, right? Um, and we've, we've, you know, expected leaders and, and people who are going to do, you know, great things to be more extroverted, yeah. which is, which is the speaker, which is the storyteller, which is the person who is, has the answers and the person who is going to, you know, um, make sure everybody has a good time. And so that there's no sort of talk about listening as an extrovert. I mean, I think about, you know, when we first started learning that listening was not ever a part of the descriptor. I don't think that I ever heard. No, no. <laughs> right. right. And, and, and the introverted folks learned, oh, it's better to be an extrovert, but gosh, darn it. I'm an introvert. Right. So I won't be as successful as the extrovert. You know what I mean? And, and, and they've struggled socially and, and all the like, you know what I mean? Even though we know now that there's a lot of great qualities with introverts, right? Um, and, and of course, we're a mix and all of those things. So I'm, this isn't a, a, a conversation specifically about those two. But, mm -hmm. right, like if listening is something, if being heard and listened to and in relationships, space being needed to sort and understand each other is like foundationally important. And we don't talk about it. We, in my lifetime, we haven't talked about being a good listener. Yeah, you're right. Anywhere. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's almost treated as inherent. Like if you're not, if you're not listening, you're, you're already supposed to know how to do it, it seems to me, you know. But, but when I think about how we learn what listening is, we are learning as children from parents, from teachers, from adults, that listening is about listening to what this person has to say and you're being directed. Now, a certain degree of that when you're a kid has to happen, right? You got to be directed. Don't do that. <laughs> Put that down. No, listen to me, right? There, there is that. So I'm not saying that that by itself is a bad thing. But we are taught that listening is about almost like a passive thing, and then you follow the direction, right? That's it's you're told something, you take that seriously, you act on it, right? Accordingly, we're not taught that relational piece about how to effectively do that, and and so if we're not being taught that, 
and we grow up and then our new, new generation of kids comes along, we aren't able to instruct, guide, equip them from an age to how best to show up for a friend in a moment when a, when a kid is sad on the playground. They're not taught this. And you see how it goes. It, you just kind of go with what happens. And then it becomes all about corrective, reactive things to what somebody does or doesn't do instead of really equipping them. And so, I mean, how do we start listening clubs? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bringing it back to that to be funny. But honestly, how that seems to be an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me think, uh, as you were talking about that, um, our, our episode that we did last week was about ordinary being boring. I think that there's an element of listening being boring, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so if we're, again, if we're conditioned to be constantly stimulated, we don't have time to listen, mm-hmm. even though that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there is something about funny that. funny thing? It is a funny thing. It almost thing. Go ahead. keeps us disconnected. It keeps us disconnected. This this conditioning to be stimulated keeps us disconnected. Mm-hmm. It does. And and is there a part of it, too, that when we're listening, we feel like we aren't really the star of the show, that we're really the secondary person in the interaction, that the, that the, the person who's speaking is the primary person in the interaction, rather than seeing that as sorting and holding space? We've talked about that on the show before, too, right? The importance of that holding space. But it seems like um, that it could be real easy to say, well, I'm the listener, so I'm the passive person. I'm the secondary person in this interaction right now. And that makes it boring or not as useful or not as important as it would be if I was the one who was speaking and sorting. Um, that's the ego, of course. Of course. Right. Um, we all like to be the star of the show. Um, so certainly, and we've been conditioned to believe we should be the star of the show. So um, there are, you know, those, there are extroverts that get it from the beginning that, and really enjoy listening, Mm -hmm. right? They don't get recognition for that or praise for that, right? Like nobody's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) at school, the best listener of the class, (laughs) unless it's like following all the directions. Right. Right. But, but, (laughs) right. But nobody gets recognized for being a good listener just in a, in general situations, mm-hmm. just to, just like like every day, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so then kids don't learn that that's valuable, and they don't learn that um, they 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 learn that it's secondary. Yeah, they learn mm-hmm. that it's passive and it's not the star of the show because nobody's getting recognized for it. Mm-hmm. But we're recognizing largely these other things yeah you know yeah. Leader, leadership mm-hmm. really good grades mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things we're, we're heavy duty recognizing all of those things yeah those things that have been designated as the accomplishments that show we're on a positive trajectory right or on a that type of thing rather than those those again kind of come back to last week those ordinary quote-unquote skills that can make all of those moments where we spend the majority of our time when, when people aren't watching us, you know, you could be developing those things there and having, having better or at least happier, more ease, you know, 
more flowing lives. Uh, that's really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, and so what, what comes to me right now is these are all the roots of why this is such a story. Nobody listens to me. Well, because <laughs> lots of us don't know how, right? Yeah, true. And, and so here's the thing. Okay, so what do we do? Mm-hmm. We listen to ourselves. We learn to listen to ourselves. Right. Because we can choose to listen to ourselves. And that and that's all about increasing awareness. That's all about being reflective. That's all about being able to um, learn more and more and more about ourselves and what actually fits for us as opposed to what doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's releasing ourselves from the pressures of being more extroverted if we're naturally not. Um, we can be our own best listener. And then what happens is, is if we can learn better to listen to ourselves, then certainly we can learn better to listen to other people. And hopefully it just trickles. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly that. That that's, yeah, it's, um, that's really where it all starts is to learn to listen to ourselves and then, you know, act on that, right? (laughs) Those things does, it does bring it into line more so with other people when we're able to do that more and more, because the more we're aware of that, it, it kind of, it kind of trickles out again, like you said, or ripples out, you know, we listen to ourselves. We can notice when in a, in a conversation with somebody we're close with, when, when it's time to listen (laughs) and then what to do with that. And you pay attention to, and you start seeing things that you wouldn't see otherwise the cues, right? You can sense them. I know that in the people that I'm, most connected to, I can hear in their voice or see in their body language or, you know, something in their hesitation to just notice, not to do anything with, not to pounce on, but just something that gives me a sense of, wow, okay, this is what's happening. And that's for me, I haven't thought, well, I I haven't thought the idea that nobody's listened to me in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And that's the, right. That's the part. It's like, um, even if, if, you know, if this story is, is not necessarily, are you finding that you're an introvert and, and you're sort of connected to more extroverts, but even if you're a person who's like, oh, I have great suggestions and ideas and I'd like to, you know, like uh, you're a parent and you're telling your kids, like, I'd like, you know, I, I can solve this. I can help you. I can, you know, those kinds of things. Um, the, then, then the part is really like, why do I need people to listen to me? Mm. Like that would be a great question. What is it about this that I need people to listen to me? Am I not listening to myself? Cause that could be part of, that could be part of it too. Um, and, and, and being able to kind of sort that out for ourselves. Cause we have more control over the, that part than forcing and pressurizing someone or, you know, um, you know, going on into, social media and that to try to find somebody we're always dependent on another person to listen if if we don't first listen to ourselves and what if nobody's around or what if nobody right. has the skill right right and what right. if you and what if you aren't even able to explain to somebody what's going on mm-hmm. right take it from somebody who likes to talk more often than not I, words aren't going to cover or aren't going to articulate what it is I can get close. I can try to get close. But if I'm not listening to myself on an innate non-words, non-exclusively in thinking space of my head, if I'm not able to do that. It's, there's not anything anybody else is going to be able to do or any space that they're going to give me that's going to give me that. It's just not going to. Mm-hmm. And then 
what can happen with that is frustration can increase, right? You know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you have to stay surface, right? So that's the other part of it, right? If we want to have a deeper awareness, then we've got to be willing to go deep, not just stay surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not some, some folks, they just like to hear themselves talk. They don't like silence. They're uncomfortable with silence. And so if there's silence, they're going to talk about something. It doesn't even necessarily go from one thing to another, to another, to another. And yeah, at that point, everybody's tired around you probably, but <laughs> right. <laughs> it's another story. But but seriously, right? Like um, if we all started to really, with some depth, start to increase our own awareness and listen to ourselves and really kind of like ask ourselves the harder questions, what is it about this that I need people to be this way in, you know, in this particular and, and give ourselves sort of some, some good answers, then, then we don't, we, we're going to be become, we're going to become better listeners for other people. Yeah. Yeah. It really is that way. It really is that way. So we, we really do need a, a listening club that focuses on that, on how to listen to ourselves. Um, really is something. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that's what this show really is about in a lot of ways, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really bringing into into awareness sort of these undercurrents, these things that we're all sort of wrestling with and kind of looking outside of ourselves for the culprit to mm-hmm. all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're out, some of it is outside of ourselves. But then at this point, how do we bring it internal and start working on it with ourselves? Yeah. Inward then leads to outward, right? The inward ability then leads to the outward shifts. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Mm Because we're just looking at things differently from that inward space. All right. Well, that was a great story to dig through and get under. Thanks, Tawny. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. And thank you, listener, for spending some time with us today on this episode of Breaking Up With RBS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any of our other episodes, you can find this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing with your friends and family who may find it useful. And we will be back next week for another story that we're going to dig into. Next week's story is, goes like this. Speaking up for myself is selfish. That should be interesting. So come on back next week and find out what that's all about. Until then, I am JDK Winnegan. And I am Tony Santabria. We will see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Stop it now. I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's again, Janillo? <laughs>